The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you living a wellness lifestyle? What could it do for you? Join us today on the Wellness Lounge a step further and see how our guests and direction can inspire you to self-empowerment through a wellness lifestyle. Now, here is the host of the Wellness Lounge a step further, Desiree Watson. Hello, thanks for joining us. Uh, And again, I'm always so humble and grateful for you all tuning in from around the world. Uh, I can't uh, thank you enough. I think... uh, uh, when people want to listen to you in other countries, and you're, for me, I am just um, really uh, hoping to uh, bring a fantastic guests to you all to empower your own local communities. When, when you all want to listen to that, I just think it's just awesome and amazing. And I use those words, too, because today is going to be a really enlightening, I think, experience with uh, a millennium that may be able to help us uh, take it a step further to empower our minds on where we are uh, with the millenniums in the world. So just a little background on who, who and what we do. Uh, it's the Wellness Interactive Platform, and the signature brand is the Wellness Lounge, and we believe we take it a step further. We're located at 14 South Orange Avenue in South Orange, New Jersey. And you could uh, find us on Facebook and Twitter and um, just about every social media um, platform you could find us because we definitely believe in uh, engaging on an, uh, with an interactive platform. So we also have a website, wellnessinteractive.com, upload you're empowering wellness experiences because it's all about connecting the mind, body, and spirit. And we believe that you're not well until you have connected uh, at least <laughs> one of those. But it's beautiful if you can connect all three. So uh, just keep in mind, uh, you can always tweet us or, or Facebook us and, and with questions as well. So uh, as usual, I want to... Uh, take a passage to read to you all, a paragraph or two from, uh, today it's going to be from Essence Essence Magazine. And on the cover of uh, Essence Magazine is Michelle Obama, her secrets to raising smart kids. I love that. And I think it's, it's really because we all have the power to be able to make a difference in uh, young uh, kids' lives and our kids and other kids as well. So I want to begin by um, just uh, speaking about the actual, uh, starting with a question from Vanessa K. Bush. Vanessa K. Bush is the actual interviewer, and she says, 
we hear so much about how vital it is to have the eight, or I'm sorry, the right attitude about getting an education in order to succeed. How can we help our kids to develop a growth mindset? And so um, the First Lady says, when I talk to my kids and other kids, I remind them that knowledge is ever-evolving. What you know isn't finite. Many kids will stop short of trying because they think something is hard. They can't attain that information, so they just don't try. But the growth happens in that struggle. You can get smarter by working harder. The more you put into something, the more you get out. I know, I tell my kids all the time that they shouldn't shy away from difficult things because uh, that is the point at which you are really growing. It's not just about grades or test scores. Today, our kids may shy away from applying to college if they think they don't have the right grade or test score. But the truth is that the kids who succeed and go on to be successful professionals are the ones who know how to work hard. They're the ones who are willing to roll up their sleeves, try new things, fall, get up, and try again. That's what we want kids to understand about education. We don't want our kids to drop out because they believe they can't do it. And that uh, really brings me to our guest today. And uh, I guess yeah, I'm, I'm excited about having her on. And, you know, I'm always excited about all the guests. And I'm shying away from it because I can't tell you how <laughs> more excited I am, much more <laughs> excited uh, because she's young. Uh, and uh, uh, no obvious discrimination, of course, but she's young, she's a millennium, she can enlighten us, but she uh, also has had extensive experience in nonprofit management and leadership training, uh, expertise uh, in uh, recruiting, membership, and staff development, volunteer engagement, fundraising, and the managing of mentorship programs. Uh, also, in the past, she has been co-executive director of the University of Southern California's official philanthropic uh, uh, arm, Troy uh, Camp. She served on countless service-centered boards and committees and dedicated over a 1,000 hours to community-based initiatives. As a result, she has excellent interpersonal skills and client relations. <laughs> she looks forward to expanding upon her knowledge and experience also as a student studying adult learning and leadership at Teachers College in Columbia University, at Columbia University, which uh, is going to be in September. Uh, and I'm excited because uh, it's Alasia Watson, and she just happens to be my daughter, and I don't really get to do this, <laughs> but I just think she has so much information that we all uh, may be enlightened with. And she'll probably kill me for this, but she is uh, also, or, or was also at one point Miss USC, and it's not a pageant. She's a USC scholar uh, and, you know, co-executive director. She did all of this uh, simultaneously like, while going through uh, the four years at uh, USC, which she'll talk more about. Now, what we're going to be engaging with Alasia uh, with is uh, speaking about the millenniums ages 18 through 35, which comprise 36% of our workforce. 
Uh, consider also that uh, by the year 2020, this group will be nearly half of our workers. As with every generation, let's face it, they're different. However, this group stands out from generations of the past. This group is the most educated and culturally diverse of any generation. They are self-motivated and have their personal agenda. Uh, I don't want to say their own personal agenda, but they do have their (laughs) personal agenda. They aren't as influenced by their elders and have minds of their own, and I quote, minds of their own. This can be frightened to a generation that expects everyone to follow the rules, but they stand for a cause. And so, welcome, Alasia. I know this might be a little tough for you, but I love uh, speaking with you and engaging with you, so welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Great, great. So, I just want to start um, uh, by uh, speaking about your experience as a young person and your association with, um, uh, or, or really speaking about your navigation process and your association with uh, uh, your, your school, your friends, uh, maybe your community. When did you think that... Um, you would uh, uh, actually be where you are now as far as uh, giving back to the community. I think you've just done so much, and I'm always amazed, even as as your parents. Um, Oh, thank you. Um, I don't I think I really uh, started by being interested in giving back to the community and making sure that I was an active member of society um, at a young age um, because of the type of environment and the type of school I went to. Um, Although I went to, you know, a great school, um, I think academically, it was also very focused on um, being a good person and character aspects over anything else. So um, I just remember those values um, at my elementary school really being instilled in me at a young age and all the after-school programs that I participated in weren't necessarily like soccer, basketball, even though I did those things. Um, there were options to, there was something called like Good Deed Bandits. So you, after school, you went around and you um, participated in different uh, philanthropic activities throughout the city. And you would either be delivering like Meals on Wheels to elderly people. You would be um, kind of organizing uh, give back like goodie bags and dropping them off at different places. So, um, and my friends were in it too as well. So it became a very, uh, a bonding centric activity for me. And I equated doing good with feeling good. And, um, I took off from there and have always loved it. And it's always been a part of my life. Oh, I, I, you know what? (laughs) That's, uh, that's amazing because I think, um, uh, what great, uh, I think it began in kindergarten, right? Kindergarten and first grade was. Um, you know, the youngest age you could participate in, yeah. So then, um, given the fact that, uh, of course, where you are now, you're really focused on the community and giving back, and we'll speak more about uh, how millenniums really feel about that or, or your, your take on how millenniums uh, engage and feel about that. Do you, um, when you, when you go back to uh, first grade, thinking of first grade, good deed bandits, uh, 
you, do you feel as passionate uh, as you did then? Because I could still remember those big eyes. Oh, and you were delivering meals with your dad. <laughs> so do you still, um, I know you're doing the work, but that excitement, that, that light in the eye, you still have that excitement with all of the, the uh, numerous platforms that you're engaging with um, now or even uh, in college. How is that for you? How is that excitement for you? Yeah, it's still definitely there. I've always been excited about the different programs and initiatives that are uh, present um, around the world today. Um, I think that I was very excited at a young age that I was able to be interactive and do something that made me feel good and that made, more importantly, someone else feel great, really good. Um, and I think I carry that with me through school and in college and uh, post-college because I still, you know, I know there's so many things sometimes that get bogged down. There's so many, unfortunately, terrible things happening in the world every day on a, you know, every second on a constant basis, and we're always hearing about it. But it, all, but it amazes me still that there are so many causes and so many foundations, so many charities on anything you can imagine um, that people are creating constantly, thinking of. Um, and it just really excites me that there are so many different avenues and that people, no matter what their passion is or how they feel about something, can find a way to give back. You Make know, a it's difference. Not just, yeah, yeah. It's not just, you know, boys and girls or children. There's so many different areas you can focus on. Wow. Love that. Love that. So, um, uh, navigating that whole experience when you're, you know, you're growing up, obviously, and um, you're, you're, you're going on to middle school, going on to high school. Having that passion, can you explain to us how you could keep that passion and how you would stay connected? And because you guys are the millenniums, a number of millenniums that, are, um, that, that have that same excitement that you do about giving back to their communities, how do you sustain that? How do you um, going and staying focused on um, making sure that you can honestly earn a living, you know, go to school, do all these things, but still stay connected to uh, giving back? Are you associating with uh, people who are having discussions about it, or you just go and you just do it? Um, I think for me, um, I know it's easier now, like it's great, you can really stay connected because you can see immediate response um, that a lot of your work is doing just with social media, Twitter, with like crowd fundraising sites, you can immediately put something out there and have someone be like, well, I think this is a great cause, I'm going to donate $5 and it kind of spoons off of that and before you know it, a lot of people have raised twenty thousand have raised twenty thousand dollars, you know, before they know it. I mm-hmm. love that immediate response to keeps people going. But when I was younger, you know, not all these sites, all these avenues didn't um exist yet and I kept myself I guess I still had this driving passion of this being my ultimate goal because of the environment I guess I was in. Yes, I was hanging out with people who had the same, who felt the same as I did. And if there were people who didn't, they saw that we were brought together through a common cause and people wanted to know, um, you know, more how, or, how are you mm-hmm. getting involved and all yeah. of that. So. Wow. That's wonderful because that's, uh, it's more about association. So I must say, though, um, 
Yeah, you you have definitely been consistent with uh, um, uh, your your passion and and giving back to the community because uh, you've always uh, actually. I think you were, when you were younger, you said something like that. So I'm very proud and, and just very excited about um, your keeping your vision. So that said, now, um, can you enlighten us uh, at least uh, with uh, uh, where millenniums are today or the ones that, and, and obviously generalizing, but I just think that um, when we were coming up, the parents or the older ones, when we were coming up, we were, uh, I think we were engaged, uh, uh, but, um, it, it, of course, it was limited. <laughs> it was so limited as to what we could be engaged with. Now, uh, the millenniums, you all are engaged with everything. You're engaged with, as you just mentioned, social media, uh, community. Um, it, the beautiful part for me is that you're also engaged with uh, family, your parents, your your cousins or family is a big value to you all. But um, one of the areas that uh, I just need to know more about and maybe the listeners might be interested in, I find that the millenniums also need confirmation for the things that um, you all are engaged with. And I'm, I want to figure out if it's, if it's because it's so much uh, that um, uh, you're presented with uh, on a day-to-day basis that you just need confirmation. So I'll give you an example. Uh, you can have a conversation with a millennium, and they'll say immediately, uh, well, no, that's not, that's not what, what I read, or that's not what, <laughs> what I saw online. And that just speaks to the future. So today I wake up, I, I love Morning Joe. I watch Morning Joe, and um, they were speaking about the what is it? The Beyond the Planet of the Apes or something? Uh, the new movie that's out, Alicia. What is it? Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, it just uh, it just made seventy million dollars," and they were questioning, "How are we looking at this? There are no more movies for, I guess, the baby boomers." And of course, I did go and see it on Friday. I didn't see the other one, and I had that same attitude. But then. You know, I saw this movie, and it's quite amazing. It's beautiful. And I'm not promoting the movie, but it's just that millenniums get it. And if we don't engage with you all on some level, uh, which I want you to hold the thought because I, I can't wait to hear about how you can engage us on any level. It could be movie, social media. If we're not engaging with you all, then we are really definitely living in the past. That's just my thought. And I'd love to hear your take on it when we come back from a commercial. That was a lot, but <laughs> uh, the next uh, when we come back, we'll we're he- we will hear everything you need to say. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even coworker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things. 
and together you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite twice every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety and on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Thanks for joining us again, and uh, we're speaking with Alasia Watson, and uh, she's enlightening us about uh, uh, where uh, she is as a millennium, but also um, will you know, enlighten us about maybe perhaps some of the feelings uh, she has about uh, being in that space. So, Alasia, I know I, I just threw a ton of things at you, but um, just Grab at what you want to engage with, as you all normally do <laughs> as a millennium, and uh, enlighten us uh, about uh, where we are, you know, um, with you all. Do you think it's uh, a better opportunity to engage with you all, to meet you, um, where you where you are, as opposed to maybe perhaps um, standing back from a distance and maybe judging yeah, um, I definitely think, I think the great thing about the world today and millenniums in general is that we don't really see any limits or boundaries. Um, we grew up, as I'm sure a lot of, you know, baby boomers and other people as well, uh, being told, like, the, you know, the sky's the limit, but nowadays there really is no limit. So we really kind of go with that and uh a lot of people today, I know growing up there were a lot of things people wanted to be one thing or focused in one area, but in today's world it is so common to come across someone else or someone who's my age who has so many different visions and so many and wants to go on so many different paths and they believe they can accomplish them all and they believe they can do them all at the same time because there is this kind of concept of you know, if you look on Twitter and you have a biography or you have your little um, bio, most people write, you know, witty things like, I'm a writer, I'm also an author, I'm also a runner, I'm a jogger, I run a foundation, <laughs> or so many different things at once, and they're a complete diff- uh, whole person and not just one segment. So I think it's so great that you can tap into, there's so many generations right now in this world who span so many different decades and have so many different knowledge and experiences that... You know, millennials, I know we know it, we need to take advantage of that. And so people are so uh, down to just mix and talk with people 
on a human level rather than through, oh, they're not in my age group or they're doing something different or um, mm. I'm not interested in that. I feel like that doesn't really exist mostly in today's world. It's like, oh, I didn't really know about that. Um, I'm not currently interested in that, but it doesn't, you know, I'm going to hear about it anyway. So Wow. That's, that's actually... Um yeah, that's empowering for me. <laughs> so I'm hoping that helps others because I so get what you're saying now because when uh, I grew up, you know, there were the, the baby boomers or, you know, people even in their 40s when we grew up, yeah, we were kind of focused on um, one or two things and I don't think we were actually engaging with our parents or uh, there were a lot of things we were not doing. So I say that because you just spoke about how uh, so many of the millenniums are engaged with so many things, and I like to say including their parents. You know, they have that connection. And so to me, if you're raising a child now, you're really raising the child to, to be that individual that you just spoke about. Uh, it, which has many legs as opposed to um, uh, the way some of us grew up where uh, our vision was, okay, yeah, if you, if you can get a good job and what is that job and you stay there or, and then, uh, or if you go to college, then get, a, then get a good job and you stay there kind of thing. And so what I believe I'm hearing from you is that what's going on with the millenniums is that you wake up in the morning and as you said, the sky's the limit and you guys really took that to heart. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, I'll wake up today and I can do any and everything. So let's take that back to then uh, um, or, or stay with it for a moment. Uh, obviously, of course, um, you're speaking from um, uh, also a different, uh, maybe a different experience than others. So if, uh, if you're in a certain community or environment, you wake up and you feel like you don't have access to things, what can you um, uh, uh, speak to um, to help those who feel like they That's because. I'm not sure if the access is, is beyond the community or if it's the Internet or whatever. How, how do you speak to that? Speaking to people who... Um, so, you know, some folks may not have access or uh, live uh, uh, in a certain community, a certain environment, and they may feel they may not have the opportunities that you've had to uh, uh, experience um, uh, all of what you have experienced. What do you say to that? Um, I think especially for, um, I guess, children or um, kids in high school or college, um, getting involved and um, when you feel like you don't have, um, I would say, you're in a position to access certain resources or be a part of the conversation the way that you know you have um, the potential to be, is to really, uh, there are so many great maybe even hidden opportunities in the community and after school systems and after in uh, community clubs. They might not be doing things on a national level or, uh, you know, globally, but small community impact is where I think everything starts. And there's nothing like bonding with someone over a cause or uh, grouping up with um, people and completing a mission and carrying something out, there's nothing that unifies people more, uh, I think. So I would suggest 
if you want to be creative, if you're, you run into any blocks or you want to accomplish things, make sure that you're out there in any way possible, even if it's at Starbucks and you see like a local group meeting once a week, join in that conversation because like they, you know, say everything, I think creativity is contagious as well as positivity and enthusiasm. So when you're, um, I used to be involved in a club, Troy Camp, and we used to always say enthusiasm breeds enthusiasm. So if you're around those people who are being enthusiastic, you're going to give it off and you're going to give it off to something, someone else. So just try to um, seek out opportunities in your community locally, um, wherever possible. Wow. Thank you. That, you know, you're going to make me cry now because that is so, oh, it's just beautiful. Love the idea that you're speaking about uh, just being local. So if you're local, it doesn't mean that you can't connect with others. So I love that. So, you know, when I was in college and I tell everybody this, um, that, uh, you know, studying uh, years ago, they mentioned that 98% of the population tend to stay within their 20-mile radius, and 2% will leave outside of that 20 miles. So the question, uh, usually it's like, oh, my gosh, the 2% that, that, you know, leaves the community and, you know, they're doing well. They're sort of the creme de la creme or whatever. But the 98% that stays within the community, they, too, can make a difference, but they can also Mm -hmm. find uh, and engage with people like themselves that, that want to, um, uh, you know, uh, go on a positive, positive path. So I love that uh, you're saying uh, uh, connect on all levels, but try to find uh, people that um, are, are much like yourself, you know, in, in the way that uh, you would think. I love that. Absolutely love that. So I want to go uh, into um, uh, now... Uh, uh, technology and media and what that all means for millennials. And you touch base a, a little on it, um, how uh, uh, you all may wake up and engage and there's no limit to how you can engage. So, you know, I find that you all sometimes need, millennials need confirmation. And I say this because if you're in a conversation with a millennium, you can take your, your phone in a matter of a second and you can confirm whatever it is. Sometimes that could be heartbreaking. <laughs> so how does that work? It's like, no, well, let me look it up. I can, so, you know, uh, uh, that's positive moving forward. I get that. But the, the flip side of that, I could always remember this was just the most funniest experience. I think, uh, uh, back in, I don't know, middle school or something. I think <laughs> I said, oh, can you fax something? I remember saying this to you. Can you fax this? And you said, mom, I don't know what a fax is. <laughs> I'm going, what? <laughs> and that was uh, quite a few years ago. In fact, it was still uh, sort of relevant. So that said, we're now in uh, using the, the mobile phone. How does that work? really, really work on a day-to-day basis for someone like yourself who's a millennium. It, I, I, I don't even, I, I can't even comprehend it in a sense. I'm on my computer, of course, uh, quite often. I do have my mobile phone. I'm on that. But I just find that 
if uh, you all had the opportunity to uh, put it down, everything would crumble. What is your feeling about that? What you? <laughs> um, I I think my feeling about it is that you know you have this knowledge. You can basically have every question answered. You would know in this one little device. And I think yes, a lot of people. Um, have become very dependent on it. And I'm not going to lie, it's really great when I'm wondering any thought that I want to have pops into my head. I can <laughs> literally have it answered in a matter of 10 seconds, you know, depending on surface and all of that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just I, I rely on that so much because I, I honestly have times where I'm like, wow, what do people do when you had a question and... You know, you couldn't ask Google. Um, and I think it is great, like, that we don't have to hark. I know a lot of people are like, why are people so people don't, like, write with pens and paper anymore? And, you know, people need to know the value of that. And I just answer that with, I, I think it's great that we are, that children still, of course, need to learn how to write, should learn how to write. But I know in the, you know, 1600s when people were writing on paper with ink, they weren't like, oh, the old people were like, why aren't we writing on stone and carving out? <laughs> no one did that. So I just think that that's a comment that should kind of be <laughs> I like made. that. Okay, I get it. I get it. Okay, so right. So they, they, they didn't question the change maybe back in the 1600s. Right. Saying, oh, we need yeah. to stay and write on stone and, and not write with ink. I like that. That, that makes sense. So then, then uh, moving forward, uh, I guess we should get over the fact that uh, you could be at a dinner table or you can be uh, anywhere. We all... Um, have that cell phone out. We should, we should embrace all this because it's not disappearing. Uh, I, I guess that's what I hear. <laughs> yeah, and that, I mean, I guess the confirmation is like why, you know, why live in wonderment or confusion when you can, when you have that resource right there. So I think that needing mm. confirmation thing where it's like, oh, you know, what year did so-and-so die? What year? No, it was 78. No, it was 79. If you can settle settle that, why not? And um, I think I maybe it's just my personality or maybe millennium personality. No, it's a millennium for sure. (laughs) That needing that, you know, confirmation is, um, yeah, I guess it is more of a need and want. Could we live without it? I'm sure. I'm sure eventually we would forget that. You know, someone got into an argument over what Elton John's, how many number one hits he has or whatever. But it's fun that you can actually know the answer, and it's more knowledge to you. I have no lots of random facts that are potentially in a <laughs> game for, like, like, Trivial Pursuit. They're in the back of my head because... Oh, I love it. Okay, I get it. I, I'm actually enlightened a little on, on that um, uh, also, because um, as you're speaking, I'm thinking in terms of how to be social, not, you know, really social media, but how to be social with your uh, phone, your whatever, iPhone, Samsung, whatever, how to be social with that. And you took me back for a moment because I was out um, uh, at, at uh, of course, your school and, and uh, your sister, Sheridan, because uh, I have two beautiful daughters who I love so much. I'm so proud of you guys. Uh, and I was speaking, or I'd gone out to dinner with um, one of her advisors, love, love uh, 
Mona and her husband Terry. And of course, we're of a certain age, and we were um, something came up about uh, the NBA players, and <laughs> it was quite fun and interesting. Where because they they pulled out their cell phones over the dinner table, and and they did exactly what you're talking about. Oh no, it was this year. What's the name? What's this? And I was so impressed because. They're, you know, they could be retired now if they wanted to be, but they're so in uh, the, the, the now, you know, the present, and it's just beautiful. So, you know, I kind of said to them, wow, this is, this is pretty impressive. Uh, you're at this uh, amazing school with all these young people. Does that inspire you? And they said, yeah, that kind of inspires us to just whip out our, <laughs> our iPhone to look up whatever, you know, whatever you want. But you also, um, uh, you said something that's uh, quite interesting where it's enlightened me too, and, and enlightened me to think in terms of being any place if you if, uh, have a question or if you have a word. It could be anything. You can whip out that, that cell phone and you can find out anything you want in the world. doesn't matter what it is. Now, how do you see yourself? Because I know that you're going to grad school um, uh, at Columbia. Yay! Um, grad school at Columbia in September. And uh, I think you, you, know, you want to start your, a foundation. You want to give back to the community. So I'm going to hopefully challenge you a bit, but... <laughs> Knowing you, I doubt it, but, but how do you see that as part of your platform uh, after graduation, you know, starting your foundation? How do you see technology influencing your foundation? And I, and I guess um, you've done it before. You've done it at USC as co-executive director, and you've just done amazing work over the years. How did it influence the platform there, and how do you see it for the future, technology? Um, I think uh, when I was in college, um, Twitter and everything that existed, but the crowdfunding and uh, those sites weren't as huge as they are now, and I think that would definitely influence my decision or my uh, my fundraising abilities um, when I'm starting up my foundation. Having that resource is going to be phenomenal, really great. And I think Instagram... Um, the Troy Camp now is using Instagram in a great way by updating. It's allowed to update parents and um, people in the school systems, really showing them what's going on, what's happening um, in these after-school programs. And during this camp, I think that's a great way of just letting people, being more open and letting people know, like, hey, this is what's uh, going on. And since everyone's kind of... Um, you know, nowadays, everyone is really up on the basic social media sites of Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's really great to see it being used in such a positive, great way and on such a great platform. Um, when I know when um, my plans to start um, my own foundation and charity, I really, really do want to use those sites as well as um, I, the idea of not having to always travel to a conference or having um, kind of, you know, meetings in a place. I love the idea that so many things like TED Talks and everything else is being streaming and you can get together with friends or you can be in the comfort of your own home listening to this 
awesome advice from any point of the world. So I really want to utilize that, that um, platform of online streaming of kind of, you know, a lot of people, I guess this concept isn't really new, but a lot of people did do do classes online. And I love that aspect of having things up and being able to download them at any time um, and always having a resource. So your computer, your phone, you can have all the information you need at any time. You can truly, and you don't need a pen and paper to take necessarily to the conference. You can truly uh, just always have everything that you've learned constantly at your fingertips to pull out so, at any moment. So then um, how does that, uh, let's stay with that for a moment. So how does that really work uh, then, uh, I understand how it works with the foundation, and I think that's exciting uh, news when you're running a foundation, running business, and being able to use all the tools available, and hoping uh, that uh, the people you're working with can kind of keep up with that, but how does that um, uh, kind of work with the, the, the person or the people you're engaging with that aren't uh, tech savvy? Um, because I think what I hear is, uh, and, and, and I, I think this is where we are, don't get me wrong, I think this is where we are, everything you just said, it's going to look like that and it's already happening. How, how do you engage um, uh, your employees or, um, for that matter, even some of the employers don't have a clue as to how to engage, um, and I'm speaking more or less maybe small business or whatever, how to engage <laughs> with um, having uh, uh, training and the platform uh, to help people understand that it's not changing. Uh, what you just spoke about is like, okay, that's, that's our future. It's now. That's what people are very much interested in. And you all as the millennials that are going to be close to half of our workforce in the future you all are getting it. How do you help us to get that? <laughs> do you have any ideas at all? Like, um, uh, I, I do know uh, parents, uh, some of them may engage on Facebook, and that might be the limit. That might be it. <laughs> any suggestions as to how to keep uh, uh, the baby boomers or older generation in, um, in the present? Um, I think what a lot of what's been going on now is just people just like we ask questions, you know, in school or on the job in our, you know, entry level positions. I think it's great that baby boomers also um, ask questions as well and see and try to see how they can do it themselves because evidently, even though a lot of us did grow up with this technology, we had to learn how to figure it out too. It was just kind of... <laughs> oh, okay, I hear that. I hear it. You yeah. have to learn how to figure it out too. So the, the baby boomers, all of us, the older generation should be asking questions. I get that and yeah, try to do it I yourself. No, I, and I think what I hear is that we ask a lot of questions at times without trying to do it ourselves. Exactly, exactly. Say, hey, <laughs> okay, okay, me. and I get that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, hold that uh, uh, thought again. Is. We're going to come back. We're speaking with Alasia Watson, and Alasia is enlightening us uh, about, um, uh, you know, millenniums, and she just happens to be a millennium, and uh, we'd like to know more about uh, where her space is and all of this and how we can engage with um, our communities to uh, help us move forward uh, with the way they're thinking because they're 
they're going to be in charge real soon. <laughs> okay, stay with us. We'll be back. We're breaking for commercial. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Thanks for joining us again. We're speaking with Alasia Watson, who uh, is a millennium and who is doing uh, some amazing things and has, uh, I believe, a you know, great vision to um, move forward uh, and make a difference. And, and she has, I think. Uh, she's, she's done a great job. Uh, so uh, I'd like to go back just for a moment with technology, and uh, I'd like to speak about uh, uh, Steve Jobs for a moment. Um, love, love, love Steve Jobs. And, you know, I, I always tease you guys. I would say, okay, don't really push me on the technology. I get technology, love technology, and as you know, um, uh, my company engages with technology all the time, and I'm always interested in the next best amazing platform for a Wellness Interactive and being well. So we have a new media uh, website, wellnessinteractive.com, and you can actually load any, upload anything related to all things well, and that could be anything from radio, TV, uh, uh, green, all of these things. But that said... Um, I just, you know, when I think about Steve Jobs, I think about the many years ago when I worked for the airline and we would have the opportunity to go standby. And years ago, obviously, we didn't have cell phones. We, 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 all of us had landlines and it was so hard to find out if you were going to make this flight or not. <laughs> so I remember saying to my girlfriend's husband, who was an engineer at one time, I said, Kenny, can you come up with something I could put in my hand? And so when I think about that, Steve Jobs and I um, uh, love, love, uh, I wish I had met him, in, but we're basically about the same age. So 
you know, thinking in terms of uh, moving forward, thinking forward, a step further, all these uh, uh, amazing opportunities to open up our minds, I took that very lightly, you know, like, oh, just can you build this and put it in the hand, and lo and behold, all these years later, this is happening, and he's, Steve Jobs really built on that, and he always mentioned uh, or spoke about, yeah, the things that he would want to use, the things that he could uh, 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 visualize for himself, and um, that's how I kind of feel, too. Is that something that millenniums uh, can tap into? Because with all this access, you guys have access to everything. We're hoping, and I'm speaking for myself, but I think I could speak for a few folks out there. We're hoping that you all make uh, a tremendous difference in uh, the way we do business, the way we live, uh, our politics, uh, our environment, we're, we're looking at all of that. Uh, so do you think you guys are going to make a difference there with all these new tools you have? And um, how? I, de- I definitely think so. I think that um, every day there are advancements and there's progress in all sorts of areas, um, whether it be medicine, research, um, through the justice system. I think things are constantly um, changing and Socially as well, um, there are so many social movements that people are starting online through social media. It's such a great way not, you know, I don't really look at it as technology. I just look at it as a great way to connect with people, that we have this resource where we're able to get our messages out there and heard and our vision, um, you know, heard to the entire world potentially. Um, you know, it used to be just that, you know, TV and radio were the only way and that people at the top, basically, you know, studio executives or the government had access to give messages out to the world, but now everyone, you know, kind of has their own little broadcast, and you can broadcast um, whatever you want at any time, and you can receive whatever type of broadcast um, you want at any time, you know, through searching out what you're interested in, what you're feeling, so I definitely think there's going to be, it's just going to keep growing, people are just going to keep um putting their brand out there, putting their broadcast out there. And through that, um, together, everyone can, I think, make a difference. Um, it's going to be so much easier. And it has been so much easier to um, get the word out about anything, everything, whether it's um, something going on in Africa, like the Bring Back Our Girls movement, whether it's, um, you know, uh, marriage equality. Everyone can kind of rally, has been able to rally together so much more um, efficiently and so much as more united because of... Uh, oh, I love that. Yeah. Wow. I am, I'm just loving you. You're going to make me cry here. That's awesome. Especially because you just mentioned something uh, that's so empowering. Like when you, you speak about uh, executives or studio executives or just executives in, in government really having the power to get... Uh, the message out. They 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 were the only ones that had that power to get the messages out. And so, um, that said, I, I've always uh, thought about uh, how uh, we could do so much more. And I've said, of course, on other broadcasts, you know, uh, we've got to stop dumbing down America. You know, dumbing down uh, our youth, dumbing down our our communities, dumbing down our society. Where we've got brilliant minds, and it doesn't matter. 
if you're a male, female, uh, African-American, Latino, Caucasian, it doesn't matter. We've got to really work with all of these great minds. And that said, uh, it's such a beautiful, I just, I, I, you know, it's so, it's so great to hear you talk about how we can all uh, contribute to that and how we all have access to making a difference on uh, the message now. And obviously there's a ton of stuff out there that may not be as, as you know, it may not be legit, but I think once you're on the Internet and, and you're using it, uh, you, based on the savviness of, of uh, how you speak, everybody knows how to navigate what's good for them and what's not good. And so now we've all become publishers. So that's, that's quite um, interesting. I, I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to be doing uh, with, uh, what are you doing now with the, the foundations that you're working with? And outside of the foundations, how do you see uh, uh, capitalism, and, and this is going so far away from the foundation and so on, but obviously we all give back, but there is another side to all this. There is capitalism, <laughs> and we are in America. How do you see that making a difference in the way, uh, meaning social media or, or just millenniums in general, how they're embracing uh, work ethics, how they're embracing uh, you know, not being able to even at times find a job. How does that, how, what are you hearing and what are you thinking about all of this? Where you are as a graduate, but you're going to graduate school, but you're around other people that uh, uh, may or may not have a vision after all this education. Um, I'm thinking it's, um, yeah, uh, unlike other times, I think in the past, uh, where you went to college and then you kind of, right out of college, got a job, no matter, you know, we just had a degree. It was like, oh, I majored in English, but I can work here um, because I have this four-year degree. That doesn't really exist anymore. And um, I think now with the job market the way it is and with um, so many, I guess, expectations placed on ourselves, like millenniums, I do feel because of the world we're in and seeing so many people do so many great things every day and at a young age, we kind of are putting that pressure on ourselves, getting out of college and in our 20s, like, well, why, why don't we have an empire already? Why <laughs> a lot of people feel like they're kind of like, well, why am I not where I am? And then you have to realize, like, oh, actually, you know, all these people we see, it took years and a lot of behind-the-scenes work. And it's not, I don't think that... It's oh, we have right, that work I, ethic. We just think all things are possible, and we think that right. I love that. Why don't we have an empire already? <laughs> because we yeah. hear more about as as me, a mature adult. We hear all of uh, oh my gosh, these kids. They want it so quick. They want it so fast. And yeah, why don't we have an empire already? Well, you know, yeah. you you build empires or right. whatever. But, uh, oh, my goodness. Well, there's so much more to learn about millenniums, and I'm so happy that you really came on because I know it's not easy, you know, coming on <laughs> show, and especially to speak uh, uh, with uh, a parent or, as you call you guys call it, uh, the millenniums, the rents, <laughs> to be with the rents. So uh, I'm thanking you so much, sweetheart, for engaging us, because, of course, I learned uh, uh, a lot, too. Uh, so I'm hoping that we have uh, enlightened uh, uh, you all, the listeners, with 
some of what uh, the millenniums are thinking and how they're navigating their whole experience. One thing for sure, we know that they are willing to give back and they're willing to build communities. So let's invest in their work. Let's invest in the time that they have to offer because, as uh, I think you heard, they can really go off into their own world and have access just on that mobile phone or, <laughs> or on their computers and not have to worry about any of us. So we want to continue to engage with them. And definitely ask questions if you're a mature adult. Always ask questions. They're willing to help. And then we take it from there and do it ourselves. And that's what I got out of it. So uh, thanks so much, Alasia, for uh, you know joining us. You can find Alasia Watson on Facebook uh, if you can always Facebook her, okay? Thank you. Please join us next week. Thank you so much for joining us this week for the Wellness Lounge. Just step further. Please tune in next Monday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another great show featuring your host, Desiree Watson. We'll continue to show you how to incorporate a wellness lifestyle and live a better life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.